Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how goes? It's going good, Henry. Um, I'm happy to be here. Excellent. I'm also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how's it going? Oh, it's going well, Henry. Also very happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Today is August 19th, 2022, and we're going to talk about The Boys, Season 3, the somewhat infamous Season 3. Yeah, this eight-episode season ended about a month ago, July 8th. And um, I just finished watching this season about a week or so ago. So it's fairly fresh in my mind. Um, so we're going to get into it. But before we get into the spoilerific detail, maybe we can start off a bit with expectations. You know, we all watched seasons one and two so with season three what were your expectations for this season uh going in like before you even saw a minute of season three uh, what were your thoughts as you turned it on uh christian you want to start there yeah let's see so i've been watching the boys like pretty much since season one and so like going in i think the way season two left off if i remember correctly was was uh they got stormfront you know uh they managed to take uh butcher managed to take homelander's kid away from him and keep him safe from homelander and i kind of like quote unquote save the day and keep him at bay but you kind of know that homelander is going to be a little more unhinged going into the season. And you're a little more worried about what he's going to do. And I think, like, watch it, like, leading up, you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, where, where are they going to take this? What's going to happen? I think The Boys is a, is a show that always knows how to keep you on the edge of your seat and, like, kind of guessing what's going to happen next. And so going into that, well, I guess I was just really hoping for more of that, just more of the boys. It's going to maintain like a pretty good quality so far, so I think that's a good expectation. Just just maintain that level of edge and maintain that level of intensity. Well said. Uh, how about you, Perferio? What were your thoughts going into yeah. Season 3? Yeah, I think like really, really similar to like Christians. Like I... You know, when I first started watching like season one or two, I just, I guess, had like no thoughts or ideas of what to expect. And it was just like, let me just watch what I'm watching and like not think too hard about it. And yeah, going to season, season three, I didn't watch like any of the trailers or anything like that. I was just kind of like, I'm ready for season three. Like, just throw it at me. And like, Cause I just knew like, you know, the boys, like every season, they just take it like, 
they like push that threshold of what can be shown on TV and stuff. Yep. And it's just like, what are they gonna do this season to kind of up what they did last season, you know? And um the only big thing I think I guess I heard was like that this season was gonna include like an infamous um herogasm um scene. And I didn't have really any real prior knowledge to it, but like people on social media were just like, oh my gosh, like can't believe they're gonna do this. I like this is gonna be like rated triple X or something like that. And I was <laughs> like, oh man, this I wonder what the hell is gonna happen here. So I remember just looking out to that and just being like Oh man, like just when you think the boys can't push it any more, they go above and beyond like expectations and limits to what can be shown on TV. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was pretty much in the same boat as both of you. I had pretty good expectations. You know, I enjoyed seasons one and two, and, you know, this isn't an extreme show, but it's also a good show. It's just bottom line, a good show. And I was looking forward to just continuing this, uh, this journey with these characters. Right. So I was looking forward to it. Um, I will say though, that I was a little bit later to the party than you guys. So I had heard a lot of this buzz about how wild this season was. And that kind of affected my expectation a bit, right? So um, as I was watching the season, I knew I was in for some pretty bonkers shit, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, that definitely affected uh, how I, like, affected my mindset going in, right? Um, so there was definitely like an, antip- an anticipation level for me. So... Then we watched it <laughs> and uh, we can get into spoilers now. So spoiler alert, we will get into detail on season three of the boys. But yeah, um, if, you know, first off, all that buzz and all the, the warnings and stuff, they, they were, you know, they, they were they were valid <laughs> because uh, I definitely was pretty shocked at a lot of the stuff I saw in this season um man where to begin uh i think we'll just like organically touch upon a lot of the crazy shit that happened in the season uh but maybe we'll just start like we normally start uh with uh, some of the positives like what did you like about the boys season three any stuff uh jump out you jump out at you in particular uh Perferio? Yeah, I don't know if there's like a like an element or anything, but I just like how like this season was. I mean, I feel like this is the boys in general, but like how unpredictable it can get. You know, like you just don't know. Like again, like that threshold that the boys can do, and it just seems like every season they just keep pushing it. So you're just like, can't believe they show that. Like especially like. Um, did you really give the spoiler warning? Yes, we did. But okay. again, spoiler alert. Go ahead. Uh, like that first, the first episode when they were like butchers at that um, like party 
you know, and one of the heroes who has like the ability to like shrink and stuff, and he like totally like goes up like some guy's like dick and just then explodes and just like wow they <laughs> that really happened like <laughs> right yeah, he, he sneezed while inside uh-huh. another man's penis and that caused him to like grow to and... grow to his normal shape and hence explode, explode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's weird yeah. talking about that out loud just saying that phrase <laughs> out loud yeah <laughs> And so yeah, like like it's, it's shit like that that I was like, oh man, this is like unpredictable, you know this 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 season. Um, but I think that's what I liked about it that it wasn't like cookie cutter, like oh like the good guys are gonna stop the bad guys or whatever. It's it's more like oh shit, it's like Homeland are gonna find out and kill somebody or like. Is Butch really going to kill that fool? Or, like, yeah, it was just. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Good stuff. Yeah, man, that the uh, that scene, I think the, the soup's name is Termite. It's definitely a bit of a nod to Ant-Man, strangely enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in that scene, you know? Like, first off, kind of what you're alluding to Perfrio. that scene is like you're not gonna see that scene anywhere else <laughs> only on the boys can you see something like that right mm-hmm. um it's it's extreme it's shocking um but kind of like what we were saying earlier it's it's kind of well done right so there's this kind of nod to the mcu in a really twisted way there's also like kind of a comedic setup right like he he actually sneezes earlier in the scene right and it kind of sets up the second sneeze where he's inside the dude's penis so so it's almost like the punchline to the joke (laughs) a really dark black comedy twisted fucked up joke but (laughs) it's a funny moment nevertheless right It's it's a funny fucked up moment and that really is the boys right so yeah i'll say it again you 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 will not see anything like this other than this show this is the only place you can see something this fucked up and you know again it's fucked up but it's kind of well put together too in a a weird way Mm -hmm. so yeah i can't say enough about like that scene and just like those kind of moments in this season i I guess it really answers the question that ant-man could have got Gotten up Thanos' ass and like killed him. There you like, go. Like Ant Man could have like been our savior long ago. Or it could have could have saved him a lot of trouble collecting the stones <laughs> and all that bullshit. <laughs> Why wasn't that the plan in the first place? <laughs> okay. Uh, any other highlights, uh, Christian? Anything come to mind? Yeah. Um, so like. I think, I guess going off of, like, I guess the unpredictability and, like, the way it's kind of the edge of your seat, I think a lot of that really comes down to, like, just, like, its characters and I think the way they work. Uh, I think the big one, uh, you know, everyone always talks about is, of course, Homelander and mm-hmm. play played by um, Anthony Starr. And 
I think what makes Homelander work so well is like just kind of like his posture, his demeanor. He he's he's so sociopathic and you kind of never quite know how what he's going to do next. Yeah. I think he's you every time he's on screen you feel so uncomfortable. You feel so uneasy by by um Anthony Starr's performance. And like, and so when he does act, you kind of your eyes widen a bit, like, oh shit. And I, it, because he's like got this Superman power, but no kryptonite, and he's so all powerful, and he knows it and he exploits it, you know, it, it kind of sets up the stakes really well for the boys. That you're like, man, how are they going to kill this guy? How do you kill this guy? <laughs> yeah. He's so invincible. And then when they bring in Soldier Boy la- later on, and Soldier Boy like is like even worse. <laughs> yeah. He's less of like you know it, it's just it's less of like enemy of my enemy and more of just like well I'm I'm just gonna point the cannon in that general direction. And you, please <laughs> just hit him. Please just do right. your best to hit him with your your cannon. So he and that's it. You hope for the best. Yeah. And I think that like those two characters, I think really made it this season, you know, the way they bounced off each other at the very end, the way you kind of saw how similar they were and like both how uneasy they just made you feel whenever they were on screen. Oh yeah. Couldn't agree more. Like whenever Homeland Homelander is on the screen, like all of a sudden I would just get nervous <laughs> because mm-hmm. this season more than the past seasons, it really was a case where you're like, what is this guy going to do next? He's completely unstable. And yeah, you just are fearful for anyone sharing the screen with them. It, whether they're a regular person or a soup or whatever, because he can kill anybody and he will kill anybody, you know? So yeah, good call out. Like he, he just brings this incredible uneasiness to the show. Yeah. I think there was like one of the opening scenes, like he, like he, he flies over when like uh, a character, she's about to commit suicide. And then like, he's just like totally like venting to her. And then like, he's like, he's like oh, i don't give a fuck about you i'm just like here talking you know and so then he's he, like like then she just becomes scared it's like you know i don't want to do it anymore and then it's just like then it, like it's like what you guys said like is it, is homelander gonna be like the one who pushes her and make it makes it look like an accident like he, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything he could do or like is he gonna just be like just get the fuck out of here or whatever it's just like every time, yeah, he shares the screen with somebody. You can't help but feel like, oh my gosh, what is this person gonna live to see another day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A um, couple things I wanted to call out. So, yeah, with this season, I thought it was really cool how they really leaned into superhero culture in general. So. I feel like past seasons, they kind of touched upon it. Like there's an obvious like comparison between the seven and the justice league. Right. Um, 
but other than that there wasn't any like real direct direct references but i feel like they kind of went for that more this season where like we talked about the ant-man thing there, there are a number of like kind of mcu type call outs like um a soldier boy is a very is very much a captain america type figure um there is a total direct reference to the snyder cut in the show which is really funny um superhero merch was parodied in the show uh there is a uh a seven inspired dildo collection that shows up <laughs> mid-season which is really wild um <laughs> there's this really funny scene where uh the deep gets a bunch of celebrities together to sing imagine which is something that really happened in real life. Mm-hmm. And it was a total debacle. I think um, Gal Gadot put it together mm-hmm. uh, around the time of the Wonder Woman sequel release. Um, but yeah, there's just like a, a lot of these, um, uh, you know, references to real life uh, superhero culture. And uh, I, I was totally into it. You know, it, I thought it was great because I think, the the showrunners realize that yes the boys is very different from mainstream comics and superhero culture but the same people who are watching the mcu and are watching dc superhero movies are also watching this show right so i think they understood that like look at the three of us like the most of the stuff that we cover on this podcast is more mainstream but, you know, we've watched every single episode of The Boys, right? And, and we enjoy it. So um, I'm, I'm really happy that they sort of uh, did some of, the, some of that crossover, right? Because it really works. It really works uh, well. Okay. Uh, I think there's like a, a lot of other positives to cover. Um, anything else come to mind for you? Um, yeah, like I think what you were saying, like there's just like this, like really good, like uh, satire that the boys brings out, like when it comes to like, yeah, mainstream comics of Marvel and DC, and then just like uh, social issues, I guess, like, yeah, like you said, the Imagine video, and I think there was, um, what's his name, A Track, there's a video of like the Pepsi commercial that uh, Kylie Jenner did. And um, and then like yeah like a a train did that uh, um, well, what's that like his costume change you know yeah his costume right. change and then like his whole the whole like <laughs> uh Black Lives Matter kind of thing with like um what's his name Blue Hawk Blue Hawk right. Blue Hawk yes, and yes. his and the community and stuff like that, like about like how like corporations like don't give a fuck about those kind of um, uh, issues or movements, and they just do it like a kind of like a for profit or like PR stunts, and um, it's just like you know like a parody on like society and uh, mainstream comics, so. Um, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, and, and, you know, they just do it so smart, 
you know it's not like lazy or cringe worthy or anything like that it's like it's so funny and you just can't be like that's so true or like i've it's just thought that probably everybody's thought of you know yeah oh you totally nailed it so i i jotted this down as a big positive on my end too you know not only does the show do really well with parodying superhero culture but also it has this great like political and social commentary in it too right and just all kinds of stuff like the the way it portrays the handling of of uh of racism by corporations is so spot on <laughs> like like everything they do is like so like minimal effort you know like oh have it a pref- just have a press conference bring some cameras and then i think uh one of the characters mentions how she she put the little black square on her social media that was like a big thing for a while there's like just like the minimal effort to to address these like these these huge issues going on in our mm-hmm. in our current culture right um i'll call out too the fact that homelander more than ever is a donald trump like figure in this season right um and yeah this this whole idea of a very powerful individual who is completely like insane basically you know uh, and how scary that is and it's such an extreme show but at the same time like you're saying Bavario, it, it touches upon this real these real issues right and um yeah it's it's kind of interesting like on one hand you're you're seeing stuff that is completely outlandish and not real but at the same time a lot of it feels real because it's just delving into all this real life stuff so yeah it makes for a really interesting experience like all of these things combined it's just a wild ride for sure mm-hmm. yeah like david uh towards the end they start calling them homelander rallies mm-hmm. and how uh you have mother's milk and like um his like ex-wife's boyfriend starts taking uh mother's milk's daughter to these homelander rallies yeah and um i think the ending of this season was like very unsettling like the very last scene where you're at the homelander rally and then there's there's a dissenter and then homelander just kind of lasers him in front of everybody and they just start cheering yeah and i think like uh you know there's something that like feels so real world about that kind of th- about seeing something like that that it's so eerily unsettling to to watch something like that and how everyone cheers and how he kind of smiles and you kind of see him bring his son to that rally where he lasers somebody and how like you see his son he's kind of indoctrinating his son mm-hmm. into into becoming the next homelander Mm-hmm. and even sorry um even like yeah like prior to that you know like he there was that one episode where homelander just kind of like reaches the tipping point and he's just like like they're lying to you fuck mainstream media like the media lies you know and yeah. then he just like goes on about like um 
Vought and his boss and stuff and like you know like instead of like being like cancelled or whatever like there's just like a rise of like like the alt-right just being like yeah like tell the truth and um, don't hide the facts and like fuck mainstream media like they're lying to you and stuff and like it even, even gets to the point where like Starlight you know tries to like use her social media influence to like try to tell the truth but if you like look at the commentary people are just like that's fake or like um that's too woke or uh like fuck your political agenda or shit like that you know yeah 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 i mean a lot of this stuff is just mirroring mirroring real life for sure Okay, so what about the negatives? Anything about this season you didn't like so much? Anything you want to call out there? Hmm. I think it's hard to really pick out like any like large negatives. I think if there was one storyline that I think I didn't care for as much as everyone else's in season three, I think it was kind of, um, let's see, Frenchie and Kimiko's kind of like storyline. They were kind of off on their own for mm-hmm. most of the season. And I think uh, Frenchie's past where uh, I forget the, the woman's name who comes in and she's like trying to get Frenchie to do a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that was part of the part that it felt a little bit too disconnected, I think, from like the rest of the story, you know, and it felt like more of like like a crime, thr- you know, your your crime thriller. It didn't feel as much on the superhero theme, and, and like didn't like connect. It didn't feel like it connected as much, you know. I would say that was like kind of where I think the season dipped for me. Yeah, I agree. Like I didn't care so much for like Frenchie and Himiko's storyline, like how it was like friendship turned relationship. I think just because. You know, I've always been a big, big fan of Kimiko. And to to hear her say, like, you know, she doesn't like her powers or she thinks, like, she's too dangerous and stuff like that. Like, I, uh, like definitely something I understand. But then when she got her powers, yeah, taken away because of Soldier Boy, it was just kind of like, like, you know, and then she was happy about it. I was just kind of like, oh, like... I don't know, kind of sucked, but like they didn't make the most out of it. Like that whole Frenchie storyline, and then then she got her powers back, and it was just I don't know. I just felt like it was um, unnecessary and uh, just too forced, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but I don't know. Is that how you felt, Christian? Yeah, generally, like it it felt like it kind of like comes out of nowhere a bit, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I felt like the main story was sort of getting sidetracked by by the French and Kimiko storyline. I thought that Kimiko losing her powers would lead to like a major thing right like 
I thought like, oh, this is where that's all heading. You know, like it's it's leading to them figuring out how to kill Homelander, right? Um, almost by accident. Like, oh, Kamiko loses her powers because she faced off against Soldier Boy. And it's like, oh, hey, she lost her powers. Maybe we can try this on Homelander. Um, but uh, again, spoiler alert. But the season ends with them essentially unsuccessfully trying to kill homelander right so in a way that revelation didn't really mean a whole lot so yeah the whole thing was sort of i don't know an exercise in futility in a way um so yeah i'm with you um speaking of that there was quite a bit of like soups losing their powers regular people gaining powers um How'd you guys feel about that? Like maybe specifically we can talk about Butcher and Huey trying out this temporary compound V that uh, gave them superpowers at 24 hours at a time. That seemed a little strange for these characters to get powers. How'd you guys feel about all that stuff? I, I like that change. Like I, as like a focus of the season. Because they approach it kind of like, I guess, very similar to steroids. You know, some sort of, like, like steroid drug use that they do. And I think that, like, Billy Butcher is definitely a character who's so against... It's like his fundamental core value is that all soups are bad and we need to kill all of them. And so it kind of throws a bit of a curveball in that. Because now he has an easy way to kill all of them, you know, through that. But he kind of he's he's kind of in a sense being brought to their level you know he's kind of doing it's he's kind of breaking a bit of his own rules in a sense but how does he cope with that um and also like how it kind of it kind of brought huey's arc also a little more to the forefront how he feels kind of weak and how it kind of brings something out of him that he didn't really know he had, you know, and that he feels weak. He doesn't have much combat experience or training like the other members do. And, and so like he, he doesn't want to be a punching bag anymore. And like, he lacks like a sense of confidence. So this kind of brings him that, Mm -hmm. but it kind of, you know, it also kind of puts him on a more slippery slope. Like, Oh, you know, and kind of kind of turn you know it's killing him quite literally he can't take that and so how does he do it how does he how does he overcome that and like what's like it's kind of like the main point of their arc this season you know Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't i didn't mind it so much i thought you know like you know when you watch like dc or marvel i think we've talked about this before but like you know, if you can't combat, like, somebody that, like, Superman or Wonder Woman, if you can't, like, be at their level, it just kind of defeats the purpose. It's like, oh, you're, you know, who's going to win? And so, like, when Butcher, like, was taking the Compound V and was able to actually, like, stand toe-to-toe against Homelander, I actually enjoyed it because I was like, oh, okay, fine, like, a fair fight. Like, let's see what's going to happen. Um, so especially like that one scene. I think it was at the hero orgasm 
um, episode when like Homelander and Soldier Boy and Butcher like actually have like a face off like it was kind of like three like major titans you know like fighting off one another and it's just like oh like who's gonna come out as like the better man like who's gonna um because you know like up to this point we've only we've seen like homelander just be like unstoppable like mave can't bring him down like um uh starlight can't bring her bring him down on her own and so like this is like the first time we actually see like homelander afraid and Mm, like um like actually run from the battle so i didn't mind like that the whole like uh storyline of like butcher and um huey getting like the compound v yeah i agree on that too like that all was a pretty interesting exploration into getting superpowers or not getting superpowers it kind of reminds me of uh the falcon and the winter soldier because a similar theme came up in that show where sam wilson specifically did not want to take the super soldier serum right and i think we we discussed it amongst ourselves also and we were kind of scratching our heads about like you know i i don't know why why would someone not want to take the super soldier serum right and you know i think that show gave some reasons but i i I myself was never like that satisfied and i i walked away with it thinking like i would i would 100 percent take the super soldier serum if i had the opportunity right so this show cut to this show (laughs) this show shows all the reasons why you should not be become a superhero right Mm -hmm. there are a lot of reasons not to do it um you know i mean you look at the mental state of homelander and soldier boy um i mean there's some physical ramifications like the temporary compound v can cause cancer and um there's an addictive quality to them too so um basically what i'm saying is I think the boys shows us the dangers of taking a super soldier serum a lot more than the MCU did basically. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, a pretty interesting, like deep dive into that, uh, into that conversation. Right. Uh, okay. So what else, man, there, there is so much, in this season um yeah i don't think we need to just specifically you know call out the highs and the lows but just like random thoughts um maybe we should talk about the hero gasm episode a bit a bit um that's an infamous one uh, so that was episode six of this season season three and um yeah uh, okay, so maybe we'll start with this. This is pretty funny. Um, so nowadays on streaming services, we're starting to get used to like little disclaimers before episodes, um, you know, with a lot of sad stuff going on in the world, uh, school shootings and whatnot. 
Um, sometimes they give little disclaimers. We saw that on the Kenobi show. You know, some other shows have, have done stuff like that. Um, there was a disclaimer <laughs> before the Hero Gasm episode. I did write it down here, so let me read it. It's kind of funny. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, some scenes may not be suitable. May not be suitable for some. Really, most. Let's be honest, all viewers. But rest assured that any consensual relationships depicted, be they human, animal, superhero, or other, aren't real, harmed no one, and in fact, cost a hilariously large amount in visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said before the orgasm episode. And uh, oh, and I would kind of uh, riffing on that. Um, you know, something that this show does that's pretty funny is it gives little disclaimers like this, but also the episode descriptions are funny too. Like a lot of times if you're on like Netflix or Disney Plus, you see a little description of movies and TV shows. And usually it's really boring, right? You know, it's like, um, it's just like this really uh, kind of stale uh overview of the premise of what you're going to watch right um but uh they 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 had they probably brought some comedy writers to write the descriptions for the boys because they're almost always really funny uh we could talk about that a little more but uh but first yeah let's get into the herogasm episode so what is herogasm anyone want to take a crack at <laughs> describing what this uh event is exactly superhero orgy there you go <laughs> quite simply superhero orgy i guess it's like an annual event and i guess it's also typically attended by more like the c-list soup crowd uh -huh. right um but yeah uh we got to get uh a look at this event in episode six here and uh, they did show a lot. <laughs> One thing about the boys is uh, you see a lot, you know, <laughs> rarely does the camera cut away with the sex and the violence of the show. Uh, you see a lot. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of imagery <laughs> that we were exposed to. Anything stand out to you guys in particular with uh, this episode? Oh man, the octopus! <laughs> oh my god, that was the very first thing. That the I first thing I thought was like, "What stands?" Oh yeah, the octopus. Oh god, <laughs> the yeah. deep in his relationship with the octopus. <laughs> yeah, this is really funny because, um, you know, on the Peacemaker show, there are there were already jokes there about Aquaman having sex with sea life, right? And this is just like kind of going all out on that joke, right? Because the deep is obviously an Aquaman type character. And um, I feel like they alluded it, alluded to it in earlier seasons, but they really went full bore into like the whole, this guy loves to fuck fish thing. Right. <laughs> and like, yeah, he's, he's really into octopuses apparently <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah i mean you see it right you see the deep fucking an octopus mm -hmm. right so 
yeah now we can say we've seen that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i want to say that <laughs> no exactly yeah. it's like something they brought up like a few times in the like in the season you know and he's like talking to his girlfriend and like oh i think we should bring in a third <laughs> <laughs> She gets freaked out and all that. Yeah, and then there's even that one scene where, oh god, like Homelander makes him eat the octopus. Oh, that was hard, yeah. so hard to watch. Uh, yeah. I think so I think it's uncomfortable. Like, it goes back into like that one thing that we were talking about earlier about like you don't know what's gonna happen with Homelander, and like Homelander was just like eat it, like, and like, you know, like you know. It's it's not so much I think about eating the octopus as so much as like understanding what the octopus is saying and then just like mm. hearing it. I think like the deep describing and stuff. I was just like, oh god, like just just eat it or like oh god, it was just so hard to like watch, you know? Yeah, it mm. was really hard to watch, and yeah, like it's not so much just watching someone eat an octopus it's watching this person you know loves octopuses like really love octopuses have to do something like which is like the last thing he, in the world he would want to do and just forcing to do it right it's mm-hmm. just really tough to mm-hmm. tough tough scene to watch like um oh i think another uh great part of the hero gasm episode uh, does not involve does not involve any sex at all um is actually uh the part when huey confronts a train actually when he finally has his big confrontation with a train mm. and gets in his face about killing robin and i think if you get you know where a train is and how he had um his brother got sent to the hospital by blue hawk and so now that he's been on the receiving end of it which Huey doesn't know you know he he's kind of starting to really turn a leaf and he actually says like that he's sorry but Huey is roided out on on v that punches them in the face and um and then later a train takes out some of his rage on blue hawk and just runs really fast while carry him against the concrete and of, <laughs> and of course a very brutal fashion mm-hmm. so i don't know we haven't talked about a trade much but I, I really i actually really liked his arc this season and i thought that was a that episode was like a great like moment for him you know He, he, oh yeah, and I was going to say, did he die? But no, he didn't. Who, uh, A Train? Yeah. Yeah. You, it was made to look like he might die at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. But it was quite the opposite. Like they, uh, they fixed him, right? So he could become the full powered A Train once again. Yeah. They gave him the heart of Blue Hawk or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Blue Hawk. Right, uh-huh. right, yeah. And he had to lie and and say that, um, you know, they were they were both working together, and that it was like a cover story of what mm-hmm. really happened. You know, yeah. That 
Ashley tells him, and he just goes along with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, a um, couple things I wanted to call out. Um, just because I mentioned it earlier, I, I jotted down one of the show descriptions just because it's really funny. Um, I mentioned the, the superhero-themed dildos. Uh, so uh, the episode... Where those appeared, episode four. Here's the, the description. This is like the description on Amazon Prime for the show. And it says, Tonight, streaming live exclusively for soupporn.com. Super subscribers, it's the hashtag Clash of the Dildos. Which of the seven inspired dildos will crush the competition in this tip to tip challenge? Will it be the reigning champion, Homelander, Star Spangled Banger, or Starlight's Electrified Star Braider? Join us as we put these pleasure-pounding penetrators through their paces, only on soupporn.com. So that's the show description right there. <laughs> uh, so pretty hilarious. Like I, I almost like didn't even... Uh, read the descriptions but this one I think just because it said hashtag clash of the dildos kind of caught my eye I'm like wait what is this so it's it's good stuff I know, right? uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and a, a number of these uh, are, are, are pretty hilarious uh, the herogasm one is a pretty funny description too um, another thing I, I took note on um, you know I've been talking about like the, the superhero culture references and like mcu nods and and that sort of stuff um butcher billy butcher himself has a very uh spider-man-esque quote in the show and i definitely took this down uh he says with great power comes the absolute certainty that you'll turn into a right cunt not exactly what Stan Lee had in mind with the Spider-Man character in the original quote, uh, but I definitely appreciated that. And it kind of goes along with what we were talking about, about how um, there are risks to getting superpowers, right? In Butcher's mind, getting superpowers is like a one-way ticket to becoming a completely terrible person, right? So uh, I think debatable. You know, you look at someone like Starlight and, uh, you know, maybe there are some who can handle their powers responsibly. Um, but uh, this this show makes a great case for, you know, not automatically pulling the trigger. If you have the opportunity to get powers to become powerful, um, you don't necessarily want to automatically just opt in. Right. Yeah, because. um if you notice with Queen Maeve this season, um, like even before, like Queen Maeve's like a very depressing character, you know? Yeah. She's like very alcoholic. She carries a lot of baggage. Working with Homelander, of course, everything that happened um, on the plane in season one. And you see she carries this like anger with her um, throughout season three of how she really wants to take down Homelander. And but you, when she gets an out at the end of the season, she gets uh, shot by Super uh, Soldier Boy. I almost said Superboy. She, she gets shot, shot by Soldier Boy, falls off the building, believed to be dead, and 
but secretly she's alive. And so her key to happiness is essentially living without superpowers. She kind of sees that superpowers kind of only bring like it hurt and pain. Mm -hmm. Whereas living without is, you know, is kind of like the key to happiness. And you also yeah. kind of see that with black noir story. Yeah. On how you kind of see this like kind of vicious cycle happening and how the situation under soldier boy is not too different than how it was with Homelander. Yeah, a lot of the show is kind of sobering because, you know, I think we've talked about this a little before, but there's some realism in the show in that if people really did have superpowers in real life, you know, there would probably be more folks like Homelander than like Superman, right? I think Homelander is a more realistic portrayal of someone who really got those powers and someone like soldier boy is a more realistic look at someone who got captain america type powers right and it's it's kind of sad but I, you know realistically you just look at people historically who who are in power you know they are corrupted by this power and it's it just it's a thing. It's a real thing. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I think if, if you were in a room with someone with superpowers, like, wouldn't you feel a bit uneasy? Oh, yeah. Like, if someone had laser vision yeah. um, and you were just sitting in a room with them, like, you'd probably want to leave the room because at any moment, he could just laser your face off, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, he kind of, the boys kind of treats these these people as like these ticking time bombs yeah. where like anything could set them off and they could just go on this murder spree. Mm -hmm. Homelander just says like, you know what? We could do it your way when Starlight shows him the video and like kind of puts up her collateral saying, you know, what? you, you know, we're going to show you that we're going to release the plane video. And he says, just do it. Cause I'll just fly in and just kill everybody. <laughs> in the Pentagon and just take over myself. But I liked being liked more than hated. And so, you know, like, that could, you know, that could be the reality if we live with superpowers, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah he, he would prefer that information not get out there. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's fine with whatever because mm -hmm. he can get away with anything, you know? It's like, yeah pretty frightening okay um so this this question popped in my head so with the boys season three it really seems like they are pushing the envelope like they've never done before <laughs> you know the show has always been extreme but i think season three really took it to another level and I guess the question is, is the show too extreme? And also, what are they going to do to top this? You know, what's next season four? Do you think it's time to dial it back? Are they going to go even more extreme? Um, thoughts on the extremity of this show? For season four? 
Well, maybe start with season three. Do you think season three was too extreme? No, it's the boys. <laughs> there is no threshold when it comes to the boys. <laughs> Like if this was if we had like a different conversation, like if it was like Marvel, then I'd be like, yeah, but they probably shouldn't have shown that. But if, like the boys, I'm like, eh, they showed it. Like you can't say no to the boys, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I, I kind of feel the same way. Like you can't really go too far with the show because we're not dealing with these like beloved characters it's not a kids show it's not characters that you know kids grew up with and um it, it's like all that baggage is like not there so i mean i don't feel bad about like all this crazy shit you see mm-hmm. it's kind of cool actually you know we're so used to seeing other stuff from superheroes like tone down and mild you know it's kind of cool to see all this extreme shit going down and yes the characters are archetypes of beloved characters but they aren't those characters you know just because homelander is like a frightening a-hole that doesn't like taint the superman character you know i love captain america but the fact that soldier boy is like a total psycho um that doesn't affect my captain america fandom right um so yeah i I agree with you preferio you know i think the show is not too extreme Mm -hmm. what about season four though well what do you guys think they should do is it time to kind of dial it back a bit or do you think they should just just kind of keep pushing the envelope on this stuff hmm you do gotta wonder, like, how how much farther can the envelope be pushed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Where's that threshold? Yeah, after that, like, you know, Ant Man scene, you're you're like thinking, like, you know, how do they top that? Uh, how what could be what could be more visceral? What could be more brutal? What could be more like? disturbing than yeah. fucking an octopus because <laughs> like, it's like the stuff there was like very borderline pornographic you know <laughs> yeah. like they're probably at the limit of like what they could show without like although you got to say like without amazon saying like no you can't do that you really can't do that that's way too far but the boys is such a money maker it, it's kind of like a like it reminds me a lot of South Park in a way, you know how South Park's very known for like pushing the envelope, what you can show or say on TV and how like you kind of think like, oh man, like especially, you know, uh, 20 years ago when what the, when it was like very, very, like very, very novel idea and how it's like, oh, you can't do that. You can't say that. But it was so successful mm-hmm. that they got away with it, mm-hmm. you know? And so that, that's kind of what it reminds me of is uh, there might still be some place they, they could go. They haven't gone yet. I can't even think of what it would be, but it might be there. Yeah, I'm thinking if they continue to, uh, you know, do a good job and 
in writing the show and setting up the moments and developing the characters and having interesting stories and you know go to town man let's keep it going why not because if it was a case where it was just like shock value for the sake of shock value we might be having a different conversation but the jokes are funny the moments are compelling you know the the character we care about the characters uh, for the most part Um, (laughs) so you know i think i know it there's there's no reason to to dial it back yet i i think Mm. no in my mind i what i did have a bit of a debate i'm like man this is like really wild and the the tone of the show uh was a little bit hard to adjust to initially so um you know the peacemaker show came out earlier this year and um there are some similarities. Both shows are very violent, very extreme, and very funny. You know, they're both comedic shows. I think with Peacemaker, though, it's 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 very funny. It is like more of a comedy than anything, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, more explicitly comedic than The Boys. So I felt like with The Boys, it was a little off-putting at times because it felt like, oh, it's as funny at moments but also like like frightening at other moments we talked about the homelander scenes right and i just didn't know how to take it at times um but then as i continue to watch i really got the feel of the fact that like everything is like kind of a joke in a way like i started reading those episode descriptions and reading between the lines on some stuff and um it, it it's it, it is very comedic it's very darkly comedic but um yeah it, it's it, it's going for uh like a very dark brand of humor um but humorous nonetheless and like i feel like um yes there are serious dramatic moments but like the overall uh feel and vibe of it is like dark comedy and i think that made it like less less off-putting and and less disturbing yeah at first i felt like this is a very disturbing show but it is is done in kind of a tongue-in-cheek way and uh at the end of the day i felt like yeah this is just they're just like having a, a twisted fun time with this stuff you know yeah i kind of i kind of dig that Mm -hmm. it is very like in your face you know yeah with 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 the entire show like everything in the show is so in your face the gore the humor the the satire like but that's good i think that's what makes it great i like that it kind of it like hits you on the head at multiple points and at multiple different angles yes yes indeed you see everything uh we didn't even cover all the shocking moments a a couple others i wanted to call out uh we talked about hero gasm so we saw a superhero orgy we saw a superhero having sex with an octopus (laughs) we saw a a ant-man like hero explode (laughs) a dude's lower half by you know sneezing inside of his penis 
Um, we also saw uh, the Clash of the Dildos I mentioned, right? So in this episode, Kimiko uses those superhero-themed dildos to kill a bunch of Russian gangsters. <laughs> so <laughs> this is wild. Like, I mean, the, the dildos themselves are pretty funny and hilarious. Um, but the, that scene plays out very violently. So she ends up brutally killing these guys with dildos in, in a very shocking scene. And uh, just another in a, a long line of moments that were like, did I just see that? <laughs> and it's almost like I had to like rewind and like, what did I just see here? Mm-hmm. Um, there's another shocking moment pretty early in the season where there's a, uh, a theme park. There's like a seven themed amusement park. And um Basically, uh, there's a guy who's killed there and all these little kids are like splattered with blood. It's like a really fucked up scene. <laughs> and that scene actually made me kind of question like, whoa, like, did they just go too far with this show? Um, but yeah, again, if you take the perspective of like this show just being darkly, darkly comedic, then uh, it's a little easier to take, but it, it's it's wild. Like again, that's another moment where it's like only on the boys, only on the boys would you see something like this. And uh, yeah, the, the whole season is just chock full of these kind of moments. Definitely shocking. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so maybe one last thing before we get to ratings. Um, how about the? end of the show like the final battle right so we talked about how scary homelander is and how a lot of the season was the boys trying to figure out how to finally kill this guy i think like there had been a lot of talk about um let's just like try to work within the system like uh huey kind of went straight at the end of the last season and the beginning of this season, he was like trying to, to do right. He left the boys and he's like working for this company and just trying to, 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 to make things happen on the straight and narrow. Um, but like around mid season, it was kind of like, everyone was like, we just got to kill this fucker. <laughs> like the, the only way out of this is to kill Homelander. And a lot of the focus on the season was trying to figure out how to do it, getting the right people, getting the right weapons, etc. So that was what this final battle was kind of uh, centered on, right? Trying to kill Homelander. And like we said earlier, they didn't kill Homelander, right? So I, I was kind of frustrated. I mean, you know, Homelander is such a central character of this show you know, the, the expectation is this guy's probably not going to die till the series finale, right? Um, but the fact that he walks away still alive is is like kind of a tough pill to swallow, right? Especially there's all this buildup about like them figuring out how to kill him and whatnot. Um, so I'm, all I'm saying is it was a bit frustrating for me. Um, how did you guys feel about how the season ended? Yeah, I feel that. Uh, the 
the big bat I guess the big battle did feel a bit disappointing, you know. Um and I think it, it's almost more of like it's it's a bit of like it's a, a lot of momentum building. I think the series is so gripping that like it is so much momentum then and when the kind of the battle hits and like it does feel a bit kind of disappointing, you know, that the payoff isn't as big as you want it to be. Homelang, but I, th I think I guess the real strong point is kind of like it's like the very final scene at the Homelander rally, and like kind of how it sets itself up for season four. It's almost more of like the that's like the big moment of the final episode rather than the battle itself, because they just oh they take out Superboy or psh, I keep saying Superboy Soldier Boy <laughs> he gets put away he was like a one season character it seems I think Queen Maeve is pretty much out that was her quote unquote death and that's her out of the of the season. But I think it does kind of set it up. The seven is like dwindling. Um, you see Homelander kind of call out everybody, uh, like right before the battle hits. Right. And you see, I think A Train is set up. Like it's a lot more. It feels like more set up for the next season, and what might move towards the big finale in seasons four or five, however long they seem to they want to take it. But it does feel a bit like a, you know, a bit of, they have to deflate it so they can set it up for later. All right. What about you, Perfrio? Your thoughts I, on yeah, finale? I agree. I agree with Christian. Like, I think, you know, like, it is disappointing that, like, you know, at this point, like, Homelander just seems unstoppable. That's why I appreciate that whole um, storyline of, like, Butcher using the Compound V to stop him. Because, yeah, like, Homelander is just, like, you know, the Superman who has these unstoppable powers and no one can control him and yada, yada, yada. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like, the, just, like, the story writers are just, like, at this point, just trying to figure out or expand slowly that kind of storyline of like fuck up shit that happens and Homelander's just gonna keep getting away with it you know um and I don't know like 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 if you think about it like from like a non-watcher you just think like oh like this kind of storyline like uh, it's being stretched, but if you're like watching it and enjoying it and get those references, you just can't help but be like, the writers do it such a good way to enjoy and make this show so comedic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the more I think about it, it is frustrating that they didn't kill Homelander at the end, but I totally understand continuing his arc and continuing that storyline because it really is the primary story of of this show right is the, the the conflict between the boys and homelander right so you know essentially you got to end the whole series if you're going to kill homelander i get that um and you know they're they're kind of playing with us a little bit 
Um, there was a very Thanos-like moment earlier in the season where it was actually in the Hero Gasm episode where um, Butcher and Soldier Boy are really close to killing Homelander. I think it's Butcher, Huey, and Soldier Boy, a, a powered-up Butcher and Huey, and they, they're holding Homelander's arms. And like Soldier Boy is like powering up and he's about to just like blast Homelander and he gets away like just in time, right? Very reminiscent of uh, uh, Infinity War when uh, they're on Titan and uh, Star-Lord like smacks Thanos and he wakes up and he gets away, right? Very reminiscent of that. Um, and yeah, you can tell that the showrunners are like, they're just kind of messing with us. Like, oh, we almost got them that time, right? And then kind of similar at the end, they had an opportunity to kill him again, but he got away again. Um, but I do agree, yeah. The, the, the finale did leave something to be desired. Like, um, I felt it was kind of sloppy, like, because it went in very focused, like the boys are back together again, you know, reunited. And um, uh, they storm uh, the Vought building. Um, but then it, pretty early on, it, it starts to get a little convoluted because some of the boys have like one agenda and the others have a different agenda. Like, um, you know, Butcher is like focused on killing Homelander, but Starlight is like, um she is, is has a different mission right um and then even butcher's plan changes when like it's revealed that homelander's son is there and homelander is kind of using him as like a hostage the whole thing gets kind of messy and i i found myself like kind of confused at times and then you know all of that in addition to like the frustration of well we didn't get to kill this guy it, anyway it, the whole thing just kind of left me like kind of unsatisfied um but yeah as we've all been kind of alluding to it's uh they're setting up you know the next season so mm -hmm. you know we can all look forward to that uh so at this point i think we can get into our ratings we've talked a lot about the boys season three how good was it on a scale of one to five? One being the worst, five being the best. What would you give The Boys Season 3? Uh, you want to start, uh, Perfurio? Uh, sure. I think for this season, I would just give it a four. Like, it was funny. It was good. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about it that was just... I don't want to say missing because I wouldn't be able to identify it, but uh, like I just think that it doesn't deserve a five. Um, I don't know, but like a four. Um, yeah. Feels like a four. Yeah, it feels like a four. <laughs> right on. Uh, how about you, Christian? Hmm. I'll go, I'll go higher. I'll give, I'll give it the full five. I think that Ooh. it. it does what it it does really well i think all of its characters i think the boys in general i'd probably just give a five um 
I think that the the characters all have uh, pretty well pronounced arcs, and ca- characters, while they are archetypes, they do kind of fall into their own character, and they all go. They're all taken into very interesting places, and like like the deep kind of starts off as you know he's the Aquaman guy, but he starts off as a super scumbag. But you kind of you follow his story, and I think like while you know he's a character you love to hate. You know, you felt kind of bad for him when he was he had to eat his octopus friend, <laughs> and you were but you were also like very disturbed at the same time. And like it brings the show does bring you through like a lot of different great characters, a lot of different great moments. I will say what the show is missing. Um, I think also we were kind of alerting to at the big fight is that like the action choreography is not great. Part of that I think is done on purpose. Um, but sometimes, yeah, it does come off a little bit sloppy, but I think in a sea of superhero shows, I think this stands out, uh, quite as the shining light because it's so different. It's so dark and it it also feels like it's doing its own thing while being written very well. And you're watching it and you're always on the edge of your seat and you always want to know what comes next. And it's quite the like page turner, so to speak. So I'll, I'll give it a five. Right on. Well said. I like what you mentioned about it being a page turner because um, it really is a case where you can't wait to see what's in store next. Right. It's hard to, to stop watching this show. Um, and I do agree with, a lot of what both of you have stated. And I'm definitely giving the show a recommendation. Um, I think I'll give it a bit of a harsher rating though. I'll go with a three, Um, probably more like a 3.5, but um, we don't do uh, fractions here. So I'm gonna go with a three. I was well on my way to a four, but I I was pretty disappointed in that last episode. And so that kind of brought me down a bit. Um, by all means, uh, I do recommend this show and, um, yeah, a, a lot of great things and we've gone through them quite a bit today, but, um, yeah, yeah. kind of like what you're saying before I can't like explicitly like, like, uh, say anything bad about the show except, except yeah, like the finale, um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it just kind of felt it kind of felt like a four to me, and then at the very end, it kind of dropped off. Um, but again, a recommendation still. Now, real quick, um, something I forgot to bring up. I think it's definitely worth mentioning. There was an article. There were a number of articles actually about some Reddit goings ons about this show. <laughs> Um, so apparently there are some viewers of the boys out there who thought that Homelander was a good guy. And not only did they think he was a good guy, but they thought he he was a good guy pretty late into the show's run, like well into season three. Um, so yeah, like I said, there are a number of articles. Um, the one that um, 
I thought was most well written was on Uproxx. Um, yeah, I kind of summed up the whole situation pretty well. Um, but uh, yeah, this kind of goes to the whole thing that we're saying about how the show is a very interesting social commentary that puts a mirror up to real society. Um, yeah, there are a lot of pretty crazy people on the show. We talked about the Homelander rallies. Um, I feel like the same people who would attend a Homelander rally were commenting on Homelander in real life about, you know, thinking he was a good guy. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, before we, we wrap up here, um, thoughts about this uh, li interesting little cultural moment here. Hmm. Like, since Reddit, you know, uh, part of me thinks like, oh, well, how much are these are just trolls? Mm -hmm. just just try you know just trying to rile people up yeah but i think like um homelander is such a he he's definitely because i mean he's definitely like an evil character and i think the show definitely goes out of its way to show you how evil he is like very early on you know of course with the uh how he crashes a plane in season one um season two his relationship with uh stormfront and how, like, you know, in season three, this definitely ups it when he forces a girl to commit suicide and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, But, like, yeah, like, I, I think he's also, like, he's so much of an allegory to a very certain, you know, political figure that he has this and he generates a very cult-like persona around him. That I think yeah. people are kind of just like, in a way, just kind of drawn to that, you know? Mm -hmm. They're drawn to that, like, kind of, that, like, crazy cult ideal, you know? That is a good point that maybe a lot of this is just hype, people saying crazy shit just for the hell of it. But it does seem like there was enough people making these kind of comments that at least, like, some yeah. number of people were truthfully like thinking that he was a good guy. Um, yeah. And <laughs> it just, yeah, it's like art imitating life and life imitating art and backwards and forwards and back again, you know, uh, it, it just feels like it, it's exactly what the show is, is pointing out. You know, it's 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 wild that this really happened in real life because it's exactly what the show is trying to shine a light on, right? So, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, Perferio, any thoughts on on all of this madness? Yeah, I mean, like it's just you know stupid and crazy, and you know, like there I do say stuff like you know, like the whatever the boy shows. Um, I'm not, it, it, I love that unpredictability, but sometimes it's like unsurprising and, you know, like since it's like more real life kind of stuff, it's just, it's like, I want to say I'm surprised, but not, you know, just cause like, yeah. we know like those type of people, the alt-right are just like really like out there and they're just like, say anything to just like, uh, prove 
that they're right, you know, yeah. even if it's like hypocritical of them. And so, um, yeah, it's just like really like idiotic and just like, oh gosh, can we, this is actually something people are are saying or maybe it's like what Christian's saying like it's just a bunch of noise just to um, bring something an issue to something that uh, is like not that shouldn't be an issue you know I yeah. don't know something like that and uh, another thought is you know at what point did they think Homelander maybe isn't a good guy. <laughs> you know, like, okay, I mean, throughout season three, there are moments, right, when he forces that woman to commit suicide, when he he kills uh, Starlight's friend, uh, Supersonic, when he forces the deep to eat that octopus, and when he kills uh, Black Noir. I mean, there's a lot of moments, but, like, you know, in previous seasons, like, he allowed, like, a plane to crash, you know, plane with a bunch of innocent people like how, how how did it get to you know to season three before you know people started questioning this right that that's what i'm wondering like why did it take this long but you know i guess it's like what we've been saying and what the show the show really has shown us that um you know the crazier the shit the more some of these people will like feed into it. Right. And like when, when Homelander is saying crazy shit, uh, we see him getting more support on the show. Right. So maybe it's like that. Like he, if, as he becomes a more extreme character, um, people are just like digging it more. And I don't know. And and the, the tipping point that I don't I don't I don't get it. It's just weird. Like why why said in the change of heart? Uh, I don't know. But what I do know is we will definitely be tuning in to season four, and we can all look forward to that. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Henry Porfirio and Christian.